Today is the 28th day of June, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name shall be great among the nations, and in every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nation, says the Lord of hosts. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us say together the Vanity. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Psalms for the 28th day evening prayer. Psalms 136, 137, 138. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. Who only does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever? Who by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever? Who spread out the earth upon the waters, for his mercy endures forever? Who created great lights, for his mercy endures forever? The sun to rule the day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern by night, for his mercy endures forever. Who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his mercy endures forever, and brought out Israel among them, for his mercy endures forever. With a mighty hand and stretched out arm, for his mercy endures forever. Who divided the Red Sea into two, for his mercy endures forever and made Israel to pass through the midst of it, for his mercy endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, for his mercy endures forever. Who led his people through the wilderness, for his mercy endures forever. Who struck down great kings, for his mercy endures forever. And slew mighty kings, for his mercy endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his mercy endures forever. And Og, the king of Bashan, for his mercy endures forever. And gave away their land for an inheritance, and his mercy endures forever. An inheritance for Israel, his servant, for his mercy endures forever. 
who remembered us in our low estate, for his mercy endures forever, and delivered us from our enemies, for his mercy endures forever, who gives food to all creatures, for his mercy endures forever, give thanks to the God of heaven, for his mercy endures forever. By the waters of Babylon, we sat down and wept when we remembered you, O Zion. As for our harps, we hung them up on the trees in the midst of that land. For those who led us away captive asked us for a song, and our oppressors called for myrrh. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song upon an alien soil? If I forget you, O Lord, O Jerusalem, let your right hand forget its skill. Let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not set Jerusalem above its highest joy. Remember the day of Jerusalem, O Lord, against the people of Edom, who said, Down with it, down with it, even to the ground. O daughter of Babylon, doomed to destruction, happy the one who puts you back for what you have done to us. Happy shall be who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rock. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I will sing your praise. I will bow down towards your holy temple and praise your name because of your love and faithfulness. For you have glorified your name and your word above all things. When I called, you answered me. You increased my strength within me. All the kings of the earth will praise you, O Lord, when they have heard the words of your mouth. They will sing the ways of the Lord, that great is glory of God. Through the Lord be high. He cares for the lowly. He perceives the haughty from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you keep me safe. You stretched forth your hands against the fury of my enemies. Your right hand shall save me. The Lord will make good his purpose for me. O Lord, your love endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans, chapter 7, beginning at the first verse. Do you not know, brothers and sisters, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only during their person's lifetime? Thus a married woman who is bound up the law to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she is discharged from the law concerning the husband. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. And if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. In the same way, my friends, you have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to one another, to him who has been raised from the dead in order that you may bear fruit for God. While we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in the members to bear fruit for death. 
But now we are discharged from the law, dead to that which held us captive, so that we are slaves not under the old written code, but under the new life of the Spirit. What then should we say? That the law was sin by no means. Yet if we have not been for the law, I would not have known sin. I would not have known that it was to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity in the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetedness. Apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And the very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity in the commandment, deceived me and through it killed me. So the law was holy, and the commandment is holy, and just, and good. Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my Savior. Therefore you shall draw water with rejoicing from the springs of salvation. And on that day you shall say, Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. See that they remember that his name is exalted. Sing the praises of the Lord, for he has done great things, and his is known in all the world. Cry aloud, inhabitants of Zion. Ring out your joy. For the Great One in the midst of you is the Holy One of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 21, beginning at the 23rd verse. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him, and as he was teaching, and said, By what authority are you doing these things, and who gave you this authority? Jesus said to them, I will also ask you one question. If you tell me the answer, then I will tell you the authority that I do these things. Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another, If we say from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if he say of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for they regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same, and he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax collector, the son of the prostitutes, are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. But John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. O ruler of the universe, Lord God, great deeds are they that you have done surpassing human understanding. 
Your ways are ways of righteousness and truth, O King of all the ages. Who can fail to do you homage, Lord, and sing the praises of your name? For you only are the Holy One. All nations will draw near and fall down before you, because your just and holy works have been revealed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A Reflection for Tuesday for the Week of Proper Eight A reading from the Confessions of Augustine, Bishop of Hippo, from the year 430. Victorinus was an old man of great learning, with a profound knowledge of all the liberal sciences. He had studied a great many books of philosophy and published criticisms of them. He had been master to many distinguished members of the Senate, and to mark his outstanding ability as a teacher, he had even been awarded a statue in the Roman Forum a great honor in the eyes of the world. He had always been a worshiper of idols and had taken place in the sacrilege rites which had been in the vogue among most of the nobility of Rome. Rome, in fact, had become the supplicant of the gods whom she had offered once defeated, for her leaders now talked only of prodigies, monstrous deities of every sort, and ambuous who bark like a dog, all the gods who had once battled against Neptune, Venus, and Minerva. For many years, Victornus, now an old man, had never ceased to defend these practices with all the fire of his oratory, and yet he was not ashamed to be the child of Christ and to become an infant at your font, submitting his neck to the yoke of humility and bowing his head before the ignominy of the cross. O Lord, Lord, who bade heaven stoop and came down to earth at whose touch the mountains were wreathed in smoke? How did you find the way to his heart? He read the Holy Scriptures. So Supplicanius told me and made the most painstaking and careful study of all the Christian literature. Privately, as between friends, though never in public, Victorinus used to say to Supplicanus, I want you to know that I am now a Christian. Supplicanius used to reply, I shall not believe it or count you as a Christian until I see you in the Church of Christ. At this, Victorinus would laugh and say, Is it then the walls of the Church that make us Christian? He often repeated his claim to be a Christian, and each time Supplicanius gave him the same answer, only to receive the same rejoinder about the walls. He was afraid of offending his proud friends or worshipping heathen gods, and he thought that the storm of hostility would break upon them from the peak of the Babylonian dignity, as though it were from the cedars of Lebanon, which the Lord had not yet brought down. But later on, as a result of the attentive reading, he became resolute. He was seized by the fear that Christ might deny him before the holy angels if he was too faint-hearted to acknowledge Christ before the people, and he felt himself guilty of a great crime in being ashamed of the sacraments instituted by your word in this lowly state, whereas he was not ashamed of the impious rites devoted to the proud deities whom his own pride had led him to follow and accept. 
So he repudiated vanity and turned in shame to the truth. Supplicanius told me that, quite unexpectedly and without warning, he said, Let us go to the church. I want to be made a Christian. So Supplicanius, unable to contain his joy, went with him to the church. He was instructed in the first mysteries of the faith and soon afterwards to the wonders of Rome and to the joy of the church. He gave in his name to be reborn through baptism. Eventually, the time came for making his profession of faith. At Rome, those who were about to enter into the grace usually made their profession in a set of form of words which would learn by heart and recite from a raised platform in view of the faithful. But Supplicanius said that the priest offered to allow Victorinus to make his profession in private, as they often did for people who seemed likely to find the ceremony embarrassing. But Victorinus preferred to declare his salvation in full sight of the assembled faithful. For there was no salvation in the rhetoric which he taught, yet he had professed it in public. If he was not afraid of uttering his own words before a crowd of lunatics, why should he be frightened to name your word before your meek flock? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness, that your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, 
and guide our feet into the way of peace. That having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when the night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Gracious Father, we pray for your holy church. Fill it with all truth, and in all truth with all peace. Where it is corrupt, purify it. Where is it in error, direct it. Where in anything it is amiss, reform it. Where it is right, strengthen it. Where it is in want, provide for it. Where it is divided, reunite it. For the sake of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. Amen. Ever-living God, whose will it is that all should come to you through your Son, Christ Jesus, inspire our witness to him, that all may know the power of his forgiveness and hope of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, you have made one blood all the peoples of the earth and sent your blessed Son to preach peace to those who are far off and to those who are near. Grant that people everywhere may seek after you and find you. Bring the nations into your fold, pour out your Spirit upon all flesh, and hasten the coming of your kingdom through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves for your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen.